Welcome to the Lost Pat Podcast. Silence. What? Silence by Clementine March.
That was Clementine March with Silence, a brand new track, The Return of Clementine March. We'll chat more about that in a wee second. But first, I'd like to welcome you to the Lost Map podcast. My name is Pictish Trail. I'm chatting to you from my shed on the Isle of Egg, and I'm accompanied by your co-host, my co-host, everybody's co-host, Laura Doherty. Hello. How are you doing? How are you, jo- How is everyone? Johnny, how are you? I'm fine. You no, know, ask everyone else first. Guys, how are you? Oh, cool. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, get a room. <laughs> Hello. First time seeing you this year. I didn't realise that until we started this conversation via Google Meet. I'm glad that you've wore your best pyjamas for our meeting. I'm wearing pyjamas right now. It's good that this isn't a video. What do you call those? A vlogcast? A vlogcast? What are those video ones? YouTube. YouTubes. YouTubes. <laughs> Get on those YouTubes. Get your jammies on, love. I've got to that point where whenever I talk about anything technological now, I'm convinced that I don't know anything, so I'm old. I just feel old. I'm dressed like I'm an old man right now. Okay, I Mr. you quite hip for the benefit of the tape, like a kind of plaid shirt style. Yes, red sort of plaid Sort of classic pyjamas that I'm wearing at the moment. I was listening to the audiobook of Stuart Braithwaite from Mogwai's memoir. Oh yeah, does he does he does he do it, or well, did he hire like an actor? He does it. Although there's another person who does the audio as well, guy John Niven, who I think was his record label boss for a bit. Ah. And the voices changed halfway through. I wasn't expecting it, Ooh. and I was like, "Oh, spoiler, anyone? Sorry about that." Sorry, I halfway through. But then it got to a bit where I couldn't tell which voice was which, so I don't know if that was the whole point of it. But it was very, con- very oh. convincing. Or maybe John Niven was doing a Stuart Braithwaite impression. Or maybe Stuart Braithwaite was doing a John Niven impression. Gone meta. Anyway, the point was is that there's a chapter where they talk about doing their first sort of run of shows just after they kind of starting to pick up a bit of attention. I think they might have played Reading wearing pajamas on stage. Ah, what like much like the ones that you are wearing now? I assume much like these ones. Well, I suppose that's the beauty of an audiobook or the reading experience is that you get to project your memories, thoughts, and feelings onto something that is you know suggested. So you're filling in the gaps. In many ways, are we? not kind of writing the book as well well done on the publication of your new book john lynch (laughs) or john niven whoever you are maybe someone should transcribe this podcast series and turn that into a book if someone can fill in the gaps and tell us what we're supposed to be talking about that would be amazing oh my gosh no this is all scripted come on this is all heavily (laughs) scripted this podcast (laughs) don't confuse the listener I let's see the listener. <laughs> let's not pretend that there's plural. <laughs> Although I do get messages, and I'd like to thank those people, not just person. I'd like to thank those people that send me messages saying how much they enjoy the podcast. Nobody sends me messages saying that they enjoy the podcast, oh. unless it's you that's sending me the messages under different aliases. I mean, I do really enjoy the podcast. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of my own podcast. <laughs> Oh, the last time we chatted was for the December episode last year, and we were chatting about recommendations, the things that we've enjoyed. And yes. you mentioned Severance, I think, the TV show Severance. I've yes. started watching it. Uh, and... We're three episodes in, and not only did it come from your recommendation, but Susan Bear also highly recommended it. Uh-huh. And so recently got Apple TV or whatever it was, and I told 
Sarah, my partner, was like, oh, we should we should watch this. It's come highly recommended from two different people. So, you two might be the two listeners to the podcast. That's good. <laughs> but anyway, they, uh, we watched it and it's really great. I'm very much enjoying it, but I did sort of realise that it is, it's very Black Mirror, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't think I... I'd anticipated that before suggesting that I watch it with Sarah because she hates Black Mirror. Oh yeah, well she might hate this, but I I really liked it. Good. Well, I'm enjoying it. I can't wait for season two. I was talking about this to our friend Richie Morgan oh, yeah. yesterday. I encourage him to watch it. And uh, the way that I described it to him was by saying that Adam Scott was once in an REM video, and I think he's going to watch it because of that. It's Adam Scott, so. the protagonist in the. He was in yeah. an REM video. Yeah, I think I read um, a Guardian oh. article where he was talking about his love for REM and he's got like an REM podcast, I think. What? And I think his one of his first or early acting jobs was in a, I think, video for maybe a drive, I think. Anyway, there's a little bit of Adam Scott fact. <laughs> I do value your recommendations on this podcast. Oh, that's actually really nice because it took you a really long time to listen to Beyonce. And you did. It's true. I played Beyonce at the Egg <laughs> Hogmanay Cayley, <laughs> not expecting to have fallen so in love with that record, but it's amazing. It's incredible. You were right, Laura. You were in totally right i'm so happy to hear it and so that does that sort of just give like an extra stamp of approval to anything that i like does that give like you'd think it would trail? wouldn't you you'd think it would do that yeah but it, it absolutely won't <laughs> i'm though, just wondering it? should you be the new a and r for lost map records who, who would your next signing be oh that's a dangerous <laughs> question <laughs> did you manage to get tickets for the uh, madonna world tour oh, i know you were trying to get tickets I, for it I tried. I tried for Milan. Wow. Because I've got a friend in Rome. And also it'd be really fun to see her in Italy uh, because, you know, she's like Italian or whatever. And I thought that would be good. And then I queued up one day and I, yeah, I, had, to, I had to wait for like two hours to get in. And then once I got in, everything was gone. And then the next thing, the same thing the next day with my friend when she logged in and did the same thing. But when I got in, because we were both like, right, what is your absolute top tier? Like, how much are you willing to... Uh, how much are you willing, willing to, to throw away for like, a right. Madonna game? <laughs> well, we were just like, okay, well, absolute like limit would be like, let's say 200 euros, but then plus fees, let's say like, I don't know, 220, hmm. including fees. Like, that's where they started. Oh, God. You know, like, it was, they were going up to about a grand, basically, um, plus like, you know, 20%. Ticketmaster fees and everything and I just felt really I actually don't even feel that bothered about missing out because I just think it's it feels do you like Madonna crazy. less after that experience because um, that would make me happy <laughs> well if if I liked her less well just because I think she deserves it I feel bad saying that I do love the music of Madonna I, I think she's incredible yeah. like the like such a massive back catalogue and stuff but as a person did you see the recent video she released to promote that tour yeah, oh my god absolutely horrendous like absolutely horrendous I, I dare you to um i dare you to uh look at asshole <laughs> or whatever i mean that bit was my favorite bit <laughs> um, that was that was funny um oh, the bit where she was like amy schumer was like oh i dare you to go on world tour and play all your greatest hits and then madonna was like really do you think people really do you think people would like that sort of thing really that's also my donald trump impression just in case 
<laughs> I don't think we watched the same really? video. <laughs> really? Oh, really? You think people would buy tickets for that up to 1,000 euros? <laughs> really? <laughs> Plus 20% Ticketmaster fees. No, what pissed me off was, right, okay, no, I'm, I'm into, getting into it now. Getting into it. So announcing that London date. And loads of people, loads of like my friends who love Madonna and can't actually afford to be spending like 350 mm. quid or whatever, did that because we were worried about missing out. And then she's like, oh my God, thanks so much. I'm going to like release another London date. And it's like, what? So she sold out one and then there's like others on sale again. And it's like, oh, for God's sake, like people may have gone down a tier if they'd gone for the other day and I just feel a little bit like I know that you know my pals that don't earn like super amounts of money are going to be spending a long time paying this off all of this is making me feel much better about the exorbitant ticket price for our Celtic Connection showcase Johnny, I dare you to put on a show. Really? Do you think people will come? Ten years of lost nap. <laughs> and I also dare you to look an asshole. <laughs> well, I'll do that on stage on the fifth of February. We'll get to the uh, the big butt plug of that later on <laughs> in the show. If anyone's still listening, <laughs> that first track that you heard at the top of the show was <laughs> a brand new track by Clementine March entitled Silence. 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 Actually, that makes more sense, which is taken from a brand new EP that Clementine is releasing whilst on tour with Sweet Baboo over the next month. And yes, that lead track is also featuring as part of our Postmap Club this month. Oh. Yeah. But. Johnny? Yes? What the hell? What the fuck? It's Postmap Club. <laughs> what the fuck is Postmap Club? Postmap Club, Postmap Club, Postmap Club, it's a very nice club. Early in the morning, just as day is dawning, Victor's trail is talking loads of shine. Postback Club is a way to get new music from us every month, either through your door or straight to your digital inbox. Every month we send our club members two or three postcards. These postcards feature unique artwork and contain download codes linking you to the new releases from the label. That's us. Yeah. (laughs) Postback members get access to exclusive sessions, a monthly newsletter from Pictish Trail. Hello. Exclusive merchandise and a reusable discount code that gives you 15% off anything in our web shop and 10% off anything on our band camp. Ooh. It's also the new home of a residency project, Visitations. Visitations. Where we invite artists to spend a week writing and recording on the Isle of Egg. Postback Club members can get access to recent releases from the likes of Alaya Inyo, Makeness and Emma Cooper. When you sign up as a new member, you get a bumper pack of postcards, including this month's postcards last month's postcards and even the most recent series of visitations all along with the membership badge there are currently three tiers of membership starting at just three pounds a month all the tiers get exactly the same stuff the only difference is that if you pay more you get a slightly bigger badge badge (laughs) 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 needed a moment (laughs) We have an annual gift membership option as well as digital only subscriptions. It's basically just, it's a nice way to support what we do as a label and 
if you like the podcast and the music if you like us if you like the chat that we do on this lovely podcast if you like us as people especially if you like us as people you should join yeah and yeah if you want to find out more about even gift membership then head to lostmap.com forward slash club what's that address again it's lostmap.com forward slash club c-l-u-b club so what is in the postmap club mailbag this month well you've already heard one track that was silence by clementine march i feel the need to talk about that track again because i pretty much arsed it up in the opening segment clementine has got a brand new ep coming out called my empty town ep it's coming out on cassette its release date is the 3rd of march clementine march but you can purchase it in february clementine february if you go and witness clementine supporting sweet baboo uh, Clementine Sweet Baboo. Clementine Sweet Baboo. She is on tour with Sweet Baboo throughout February and March, Clementine March. Anyway, the upshot of all that is that the track Silence, the track you've already heard, is part of this month's Postmap Club. Ooh. And if you'd like to purchase the cassette, you can do so from our web shop. And Postmap Club members will get a 15% discount. Ooh. But you should also just buy a copy from Clementine at her gigs. Also, this month, we've got a brand new signing. Ooh, to the labels, quite a exciting. Cheeky little podcast exclusive. Oh yeah, here we go. February first, oh. we're hitting you hard with all the lost map news at I the start. Like bloody month. Joe Wiley or something. <laughs> You're looking out like her. I feel like her. <laughs> yeah, the brand new band that we've just signed to the label is Hairband. <gasps> The Glaswegian five piece. I say Glaswegian, one of them is based in Berlin and two of them are Canadian. To be fair, there's quite a lot of Glasgow in Berlin these days. I think so. one of them's also from Perth. Right, so okay, well, it, it's really stretching the definition of Glaswegian. Glasgow is but a peace of mind, isn't it? And if, if you want to be part of the, the Glasgow community, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Come on here, band. I'm oh. not even from Glasgow. Oh, you're distancing yourself from Glasgow because oh, you, you're Clay I'm, Bank. I'm Clay Bank. Anyway, this is the new track from Hairband. We'll tell you more about it in a wee second. This is the return of Hairband with the track Unconscious Rivals. That was a clip of Unconscious Rivals by Hairband. The return of Hairband. Very chuffed to be releasing their music on Lost Map. It's the work of Rachel, Sefi, Rowan, Emma and Simone, who've been in various different bands, you know, in and around the Glasgow scene. They've been members of The Yawn, Slush Purr, Breakfast Muff, 
Caput, Spinning Coin, a band called Tarantula, who I haven't heard of, but they tell me that at least one of their members was in a band called Tarantula. And I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm sure they've not just made that up. Absolutely no fact-checking goes on at this label, so you can tell us anything, to be honest. All I can tell you is that Tarantula didn't hit egg, as yet unaware (laughs) of Tarantula. I promised myself before doing this bit of spiel that I wasn't going to mention Tarantula, but I have now. (laughs) It's irresistible. (laughs) It's a great band name. Like, it's the sort of band name that you imagine would be like a quite heavy metal band, right? Absolutely. But, Um, you know, Tarantulas, uh, maybe they're softer and lighter than we think. Did you ever watch that film Arachnophobia? Yes, I did. (laughs) It's good, isn't it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of the end of Home Alone with the spider going up his face. Oh, my God. What a great role for a job in tarantula i hear it was the same tarantula actor that was in home alone that was in arachnophobia he got a lot of work around that time a lot of work really good anyway that was hairband and a track unconscious rivals which comes with the track surfacing as well as a bonus track as part of this month's postmap club releases both tracks feature on their upcoming album called under the plow which is coming out on limited edition cassette on Lost Map Records on the 21st of April. Woo-hoo-hoo. Love that tune, Unconscious Rivals. It's going to be available on streaming services on Valentine's Day, but if you're a Postmap Club member, you can just listen to it right now. In full. Every day is Valentine's Day when you're a Postmap Club member, because no. we love you all year round. That's good. It was that bit scripted? It absolutely wasn't, actually. I'm just full of love. You're doing some great work. Thank you. You're doing important work. Next up in the Lost Map, Postmap Club mailbag <laughs> this month, we've got a wee track for you here called Dinosaur by the SDF Collective, or as I like to call them, SDF. Still haven't quite worked out what SDF stands for. Do you Are, are you aware what SDF stands for yet? I mean, I could hazard a guess, but... I should just ask them, or look up, it might even be on, like they might have a Wikipedia page, I'm unaware of it if they do. I do love They're their music. I'm unaware of a lot of things. I am blissfully unaware. I just <laughs> immerse myself in the music and don't concern myself with doing any research, particularly before a podcast. I mean, SDF Collective makes me think a lot like um, 60 Minute Makeover. Like those would be the guys that would come in and kind of put up a wee bit of plyboard. That's MDF, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, this is SDF with a track from a brand new EP the Broken Glass EP, which we're releasing as part of Postmap Club this month. Four tracks coming your way, one of which is this track, Dinosaur. Running. Running through the ages. Running 
That was a clip of Dinosaur by SDF. It's taken from an EP, the Broken Glass EP, the title track of which you might recognise. The title track is from their album, Rhythm of the Rubicon, which we released last year on Lost Map. You see, it's all connected. I tried to, whilst that song was playing, I tried to look up what SDF stands for, and I found that there is another SDF collective, which is a completely different thing. There was a moment of panic that set in, thinking, have I been calling the <laughs> a band on the label SDF Collective for completely the wrong reasons? But it turns out our SDF also refer to themselves as SDF Collective. In fact, sometimes SDF Collective Industries. So it's it's fine. For I didn't, tax reasons. For tax reasons. <laughs> yes, SDF are going to be having a belated launch due for their album Rhythm of the Rubicon at Eclectic Art Lab in London on February... 10th that's very soon oh friday february 10th this month you should go along and see them perform live because it's a very rare thing these days and their music is something that i absolutely love i'm trying to convince myself to go i'll probably be on egg but if i can try and get down somehow to london i will do at eclectic art lab they're performing with obscenity state and an act called brood ma brood ma anyway yes that track you just heard there was dinosaur and uh, I hope you very much enjoyed it. That's all the Postmap Club releases for this month. Please join. Yeah. If you enjoyed any of the music that you've heard so far as part of Postmap Club, you can own all that music by just joining the club. Go to lostmap.com forward slash club. Okay, so the year's kicked off. 2023, about a week ago, we released the brand new album from another Glasgow-based Canadian who isn't a member of Hairband, the incredible LT Leaf. Oh. Leaf made this record called Come Back to Me But Lightly. It's an album that they sent to us at the beginning of last year and I listened to it so much. I mentioned this on the previous podcast. I listened to it so much last year that I'm sick of it now. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, <Enjoy. laughs> it's a truly incredible record. There's so much going on there and every time I listen, I hear something new going on. It's really, there's so many beautiful details and incredible melodies. Leaf singing is something that I very much enjoy and yes we asked Leaf to chat all about their life in music and the making of their brand new album and here are their replies he passed through he passed through I'm LT Leaf. Goes Leaf. Hello. I am happy to be here to give you an interview today. I am phoning in from my flat in Glasgow. I am sitting in my flat. You know, there's a 
the, the room that would be the living room in my house, we've turned into a shared studio, me and my flatmate. Um, it's very beautiful. I have a nice view of the very gray sky with some sunlight shining through classic Glasgow weather. Hopefully I'll see a rainbow at some point. Today has been very chill so far. Just uh, did my usual morning routine, which is, you know, just pretty, pretty chill. It involves making some oatmeal. I was excited this morning. It had some blackberries from last year's harvest. Um, yeah, so just sitting down now to answer these questions. was born and raised in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, which is kind of nestled between the mountains and the prairies. And I would say that part of Canada has a really DIY vibe. Like a lot of the culture that's there exists because in really recent history, somebody has built it themselves. So yeah, so when I was kind of starting in those first maybe 10 years that I was involved in music, we just spent a lot of time like really fostering and building connections with lots of emerging and also established artists and musicians in the community. And then, yeah, just doing lots of collaborative, beautiful projects together. Yeah, so from there, I played in a lot of really fun bands. I guess the most formative one for me was probably this band, The Consonant C, which was my earliest band that was just like a really joyful, collaborative, fun project. I would say like really genuine. Also, like when that band disbanded, started kind of working on my own band as LT Leaf and then also playing in other friends' projects. Yeah, pl- like played drums in a, like a slacker rock band <laughs> and uh, yeah, like did a lot of projects with people who'd never played music before, but where I felt like there was something so magical about their spirit and their approach. Yeah, in 2012, I worked on my first solo album with two kind of two members of the free jazz scene who lived at that point on opposite ends of the country. So that album's like kind of split into two parts, each part recorded with a different person. Yeah, and then also during that time, I was invited to go to Iceland to make a collaborative album over there. And those connections have remained really important. But I also mentioned that trip because that's the first time that I met this whole troupe of Scottish musicians, including Bill Wells, who's become a really good friend since moving here. Yeah, so then in 2016, when that album came out, I also got into this program in Helsinki to do an arts, a master's program in the arts. It just felt really important to me in terms of kind of having the time and space to develop my own practice and thinking and to build my confidence as an artist. And that was kind of the genesis of this work as well, that whole decision to leave and then the process of being there and the adventures that happened and then kind of finishing off with my decision to come here. The first time I ever came to Scotland, I had been invited by Song by Toad, who had heard that first album, to come record like a live session as part of the split 12-inch series. And I remember just when I came off the plane the first time I kind of set foot in Scotland, just feeling, it wasn't even a feeling like I would like to live here. It was a feeling like I do live here. Um, And it's the first time, it's actually the only time I've really experienced that and especially so strongly. So yeah, then when I was kind of, kind of throughout the rest of my degree, I had started working on these relationships that had kind of started through that work with Son by Toad, including with OK Pal and with the producer Ben Seal. So yeah, by the time I was graduating, it just seemed like just like a lot of things in my life kind of lined up in a way where this option that had always seemed like a bit of a pipe dream was suddenly a really real option. And it also seemed like the only option in a lot of ways that was going to be good for me. Yeah, I kind of just rode that wave 
and, and then have just been enjoying building on those relationships that started even back in Canada, all of those creative relationships. No time. He says with a face that answered to Oh, but I know that I saw that fresh day slipping out past the curtain. And that the light that I saw was the idea with which I'd been. a delightful time working on this album. It actually, the whole process start to finish, including the writing, was probably, it was about a six-year process, start to finish. So yeah, I did a lot of the writing and the thinking while I was in Finland and kind of as I was making the decision to go, leading up to the point when I made the decision to move here. Um, so there is kind of this whole journey encapsulated in the album. Bits were recorded in different places. There's bits that I started in Canada in studio, and then bits that I started in my flat on Great Western Road in Glasgow, and then also some that I started as Ben Steele's studio in Fife. Yeah, and then actually as as I was going through kind of the mixing process at the end, we also had a bit of extra time in Chamber Studio with Graham Young, where we recorded a couple extra songs too that kind of just summed up the whole album and brought the whole thing together. So yeah, kind of in between, like this album has people from all, kind of all facets of my life who play on it. So like I was saying, it's like it does have people who I've been known and been playing with since I was 16, right up to people that were kind of new friends that were people that I wanted to really connect with who lived in Scotland. And because like a lot of it was recorded over lockdown, a lot of the parts were people recorded at home and then sent in. So kind of how that process worked is that I would record the demos. Some of them I would um, get to flush out in studio a little bit with working with Ben. And then I would send them off to my friends, like with just some descriptors. Usually I'm quite an abstract thinker, so it wasn't like I wasn't telling them. It was more like the vibe I was after or the feeling. And I kind of picked people like based on the vibe that I knew they would bring to the different parts. Yeah, and then they would send them back. And then I spent quite a long time just in my bedroom because none of them were hearing each other's parts either. So I spent quite a long time just in my bedroom editing all of those parts down. So kind of composing it as this delicate collage of all these different pieces. And a lot of these people have never met each other, which I think is really interesting too. Yeah, so then I took those pieces. Ben was kind of acting, he was acting as a, he's quite a good producer and a pop producer. So this is kind of out of line of, like we have quite different aesthetics. I hired him as a production mentor to kind of help me to learn the ropes of taking the helm as the producer. I think one of the things I was curious about with working with him is more historically, um, in my practice, I would have been using much scrappier tools and like really leaning into DIY lo-fi aesthetics. And I still really wanted to keep the spirit of those things and kind of the life that they bring. But I wanted to see what would happen, like if there was a way of using those really fine, delicate tools of pop production, but applying them in a way that kind of augmented the spirit of those vibes instead of killing it. So yeah, I actually do think it was, I think it was quite successful. I'm really happy about and excited about how it turned out. I do really feel like that happened. Like those things didn't get killed. I did have to fight for a lot of them. There's some strange choices on theirs in terms of the takes. Like you can still hear some of the demos in there with the sounds of Great Western Road. 
so many of my values are kind of reflected in the final product too and the kinds of sounds that are on there. So then at the end of that process, I had the pleasure and the honor of working with Graham Young at Chamber Studios. Because I had all of the like kind of all parts of the process were so collaged, I'd worked with so many different people over the course of maybe two years. So just at the end of that, getting to work with one person who's quite skills and who also just really got the project and my goals for it like that was really invaluable I think Graham brought he brought so much and he works in such a tender way too where like I feel like he also kind of was able to augment the process in a way that didn't kill anything song that I wanted to share with you is Taste of Elastic. The metaphor that's in there kind of is one that goes across the whole album. So the song is a bit of a, it's a love song for the sun, for the northern sun. And it takes place at this time of year where the sun is coming back, but kind of in this slow, slow way where it feels like it's just dragging and dragging. So yeah, like a lot of the album is about kind of the abstraction of distance and the desire for connection across that abstraction and also kind of this duality of like discovering or experiencing yourself as this whole spherical object and being who's still somehow really tied to others and to the rest of the world through these bigger processes of movement and of gravity and of rotation and orbit. egg. I did most of the recording for this in Canada and I worked with my friend Jennifer Crichton who plays as Hermitess. There's a lot of doom harp on this track and that's Jennifer's influence there. So it's actually about a dream I had but it's about kind of how when I was younger I couldn't really imagine past the age of 24. There was a part of me that was like I can't imagine it maybe I'll just die at 24 which is ludicrous. It's so ludicrous but it is kind of about just I guess ageism, ageism under the patriarchy. I think there's actually a freedom in aging past those really narrow confines of the advertising industry where suddenly I feel like any time that you kind of break out of those really narrow confines of what capitalism tells you that you want, that you're suddenly able to redefine your own happiness and your own life and really reality, you know? You have a lot more power in creating the world that you want to see both inside and out. She was waiting, she was
Also really wanted to play Synesthetics. It's a song about frustration and desire. It kind of came from the cusp of me starting to figure out my own desires in like really a non-normative way. I'm breaking out from, in a lot of ways, quite a conservative upbringing. No shade to Calgary. Calgary's dope. It's like anything, you know, when you're kind of starting to experience yourself outside of, outside of the confines of what the culture you grew up in could understand. It is beautiful and kind of confusing. And also like, it also just has this energy that's just like, there's like some pent up energy there, which I think is actually really beautiful. So it's kind of about that moment of starting to bust through those cultural confines you've inherited and into your own self, embodying your own desires. So this next song, Sign on the Window, in this song there's a character who's standing outside of a window, kind of looking in at a scene that they really want to be a part of, but never will. So it's about those moments of kind of recognizing that something that you really want doesn't want you back, and then making the decision to turn away back into your real life. I've been realizing lately too that it does kind of speak to the digital realm in some way for me, and one of the things that I really like about this song that you can maybe listen for is the Mellotrons at the end. Like, it's kind of this weird thing where it's like these real human voices recorded to tape and then filtered through the realm of the digital into these samples. So they have these really, like, kind of sharp digital edges. And then I also layered our actual voices back into it. So it's kind of all in this kind of surreal soup. Like, that also kind of speaks to those digital ways of connecting. It's this weird, surreal, unreal space, but that there's still kind of these ways to get through it that are authentic and genuine. There's a sign on the window that says you better back off. But you've been standing so long in the fog. Get your breath at the sound rolling around in that glass. It's mixed with the rolling blood rolling around. Your life force mm -hmm. All mixed up with what you're seeing in there Between your ear and your other ear Take a pause Between this year and that other year, light bent, light bent, light
That was Sign on the Window by LT Leaf, a track taken from their brand new album Come Back to Me But Lightly, which is out now on Lost Map Records. If you're a member of Postmap Club, you can purchase that album from our web shop and get a 15% discount. Oh yeah! Yeah! Oh yeah! Thank you to Leaf for having a chat there. Always nice to hear Leaf's voice, whether singing or chatting. Very reassuring voice, I find. Yeah, a very comforting Canadian Oh, that's good. That's a good impression. Yeah. Uh, I don't think my singing voice is quite as nice. Well, we'll we give it a bash. We could give it a. We can do a compare and contrast because Leaf is performing with their band as part of our Lost Map 10th anniversary showcase for Celtic Connections at the Oran Moor in Glasgow on Sunday, the 5th of February. And I reckon, Laurie, you should just jump up on stage during one of the songs and push Leaf off and have a go at one of their songs. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. Do you think they would like that? <laughs> really? <laughs> I can't remember in that Madonna video she does say really, but in my head. Really? Really though? Really oh, though, you think they would like that? You think people my would ten, pay for that? 10 year anniversary. Of Lo- Lost Map Records, do you think people would pay to people watch me do an impression that. of LT Leave? Uh, 
Okay. Please do come along to that Celtic Connections showcase. I'm not talking to you, Laura. I'm talking to the audience. The um, audience. You're not yeah. invited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm barred now, apparently, <laughs> because of threats to impersonate the roster. Stage okay. invasions. Yeah, it's all happening on Sunday, the 5th of February. It's going to be a fun one. We've got Amy May Ellis. An entire day. Well, sorry, it's like an entire afternoon. Ah, yeah. Well, I mean, you've got, you've got a mass and then... Go to mass. <laughs> get a wee pint and then you come along, 3pm. There we go. 3pm, climb up the stairs, get into the auditorium and you'll catch Amy May Ellis performing on the stage. Then go downstairs and you'll see the electronic duo of Maranta performing. Then go back up the stairs again. Maybe get a pint on the stairs. way. It's quite a few stairs. There might be a lift. I think there is a lift. lift. There is a lift. Don't worry. But, you know, if you're drinking lots of pints, then you might want to work them off by going up and down the stairs. Or if you drink too many pints, you might need the lift. So, um, you know, do your due diligence and make inquiries ahead of time with the venue. I will say now, do not piss in the lift. The third act of the day will be LT Leaf. He'll be performing upstairs. Then you can make your way back. Yeah, or Laura. Could be Laura. And then make your way downstairs and Susan Bear will be performing with their full band, which I'm very excited about. Susan Bear performing at um, Humbug last year brought oh, me to tears. Beautiful. My first time seeing the full band. Oh. Absolutely stunning. Really should not miss that. Yeah, definitely worth getting along oh. for that. Then back, back up, upstairs get again? back upstairs. Up, get back up you go. Up uh, you go. Savage Mansion will be on, on stage at that point. And then come back downstairs because Pictish Trail with the full band will be playing. Don't piss in the lift because Johnny wants to do that first. Don't have a shit in the lift either. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I mean, maybe that's clear by not doing a piss, but if it isn't clear, please don't do a shit either. Back upstairs. Back upstairs, catch Ball Boy. Ooh. And I'm told they're performing again as a five piece, both Katie and Alexa on keys. Fantastic. So very excited about that. That was a, that was a podcast exclusive. I didn't even know that. Oh. There we go. I mean, I'm only judging that based on what Gordon McIntyre wrote on his Facebook the other day, saying oh, the right. five-piece his, What he put in his rider. Like. <laughs> He's saying that there's going to be more band members so he can claim more rider. He said five Big Macs. That's the rider. <laughs> Good. And then, and then back downstairs. Back downstairs. Back downstairs. You'll be a bit legless. You might fall down the stairs at this point, but make sure you're... Still Ooh. comatose, not comatose. Make okay. sure you're not comatose and ready to dance because oh Free Love God. will be closing the evening. Oh, it's going to be so good. The return of Free Love. We're very excited about that. I'm very and big on the return of, the return of Ball the Boy, return the return of, of Hairband, the return of f- Free Love. The return of, pick, just, just, just to do it for everything. The like, return oh. of the Mac, the Big Mac. <laughs> return of Big Mac. Oh my God. Five times, please. <laughs> that was uh, my Mark Morrison impression. He will not oh, be performing. Your Gordon, Gordon McIntyre impression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Free uh, Love will be closing the show at our showcase. And they have an exciting new addition to their live set, as far as I can tell from the socials. Yeah, it's not well, their baby. From... <laughs> <laughs> it's not their new child, unless they've expanded to a four piece. Oh, no, that's what I was referring to. What are you referring to? I'm referring to Glasgow's baby. Paul Thompson, formerly of Franz Ferdinand and of Amor, the band Amor, who I'm a big fan of. He'll be accompanying Free Love on drums. It's going to be a big old dancey send off into the cosmos. It's going to be a big party, isn't it? Can't wait. Looking very much forward to that. And it's, yeah, fitting 
that we're ending today's show with a brand new track from Free Love, which features on their forthcoming album, which is coming out this month, 24th of February, their brand new album, Inside. And we thought we'd close today's show with a little exclusive taste of the track Fight or Flight. It only remains for me to thank you, Laura, for joining me on this <laughs> special, special podcast. Accept your praise and say back to you, I'm very looking forward to seeing you in a few days at the Oran Moor. That bit is scripted, isn't it? You were reading that. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to seeing you at all. Uh, unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. And also, I'm looking forward to seeing part of your band is the lovely Joe Cormack as well. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for potentially not getting us sued every time we do one of these. Joe Cormack, who will be performing on stage with me at the Oran Moor, but potentially not talking to me after he's had the not-so-great job of editing this month's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this month's podcast has been edited by Joe Cormack, who we love and adore. And thank you, Joe, for making all this sound great. Make make us sound great, please. But making everything sound great? Here we go. It's free love. I'm not trying to be kind when you want to talk